from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. This week on Fresh Dialogues, we talk to Elise Zoli, a partner with law firm Goodwin Proctor, who specializes in renewable energy. She also lectures on clean tech and climate change at MIT's Sloan School of Management. I asked Elise about the stimulus package and why she sees the government's role like both the Grinch and Santa Claus. We also talk about her contribution to the Waxman-Markey climate change bill and why she thinks getting stimulus dollars is like winning the Nobel Prize. The interview was recorded at Fountain Blue's Clean Green Transportation Forum on July 6th, 2009. So Elise, you were talking tonight on the panel about the role of government in clean tech and I loved your analogy with the Gringe and Christmas. Can you elaborate on that for me please? Yes. So the way that I think about it is that there's two sides to Christmas for government. The Gringe is the coercive side government that requires things. And some people think, well, that means requires things of small ventures or requires things of the clean tech sector, but I don't think that's true. I think it requires things at large. And that allows the clean tech sector to prosper and move forward. So essentially, the Grinch side is limiting traditional industry and allowing new sectors to emerge, new technologies to emerge, new players to emerge. Hopefully that's done in a neutral way, so through emissions standards or through limitations of fuel tax, as we heard about, so that it's not saying this company can succeed or that company can't succeed, but done across the board in a way that it makes it a nice environment for a new and emerging company to be able to come up through the ranks. The Santa Claus side are the benefits, and that's the direct funding So it can be grants, loans, loan guarantees, tax subsidies, but there are those things that make a slightly more favorable environment for emerging companies because, as we heard tonight, it's very difficult to be an emerging company, even in the best of all possible worlds, that when you're not the incumbent, it's difficult. So what the government's trying to do with its benefits is to create a profile or system, kind of the perfect Petri dish for a small company to be able to flourish, obtain some funding that's non-dilutive, that allows innovators to retain some control, and that validates new technology. And can you talk about the stimulus package and your expectations for how well it can do to fill in these gaps? Uh, As we talked about on the panel tonight, the stimulus package for the clean tech sector is $16.8 billion dollars. I think in 2007, the total investment in clean tech was to just about $2 billion. So it's eight times the amount um, of the private investment in clean tech is now being undertaken by government. So it's a substantial amount of money. We can't argue it's perhaps, not, you know, maybe it's not enough, but I think that most people would say, gosh, we should see a difference. And so is there enough money? Yes. Is it going to be allocated appropriately? I believe yes. Why do you believe yes? What is the mechanism? I think it's easy to criticize government, to say, you know, government will do wrong because it's government. But my experience is that the folks who have come to government 
are dedicated, incredibly bright, and they want to do the right thing. And while they might, might make a slightly different decision for a different reason than the private sector, I think increasingly we're going to see allocations of dollars that we believe are right. So what I thought was lovely up on the panel tonight, competitors agreed that their competition should get stimulus dollars and that that was a good thing for the sector as a whole. And I think that that underscores the notion that it's not necessarily a winners and losers. Right. We can all win. It's a win for all. That's right. But I think that if we can get a shift to battery technology, because some battery companies get funded, as the example was um, up on the panel, that we'll see the infrastructure evolve more quickly and that you know we'll start to see the entire sector benefit from select companies being successful. There was also talk tonight about the stimulus money not trickling down. Can you talk on that? I think that the perception is that the folks who have already started to succeed are more likely to get funding because there's a desire, particularly in the stimulus plan, to have jobs created in real time. And that tends not to happen for very early stage ventures where the time frame is much longer to get real jobs in manufacturing. So I think there is some truth to the notion that unfortunately it's a little like the um, Nobel Prize where you get it once you're already successful, that some of the companies that actually are going to receive stimulus funds are companies that probably would have succeeded of themselves. But again, the hope is that that creates a framework in which more companies will benefit. Right. So you feel the stimulus money will fast track them to competitiveness? I suspect that's right, that the stimulus money is really designed for those folks who can make a difference tomorrow in the economy. Mm. But that doesn't mean that the Waxman-Markey bill and that the long-term trend in legislation isn't to create innovation across the board. Now, at least you said that you were actually involved in writing some of that bill. Can you tell us about what your contribution was? I was a very small cog in a very large wheel and a complex wheel of many people playing a role. But my uh, role was to participate in creating the innovation hubs, which are designed to essentially be a public-private partnership and take late-stage research and development and early-stage commercialization out of the hands of government and to bring it into consortia that are located throughout the United States and that look like groups of research universities and folks with expertise in commercialization who are able to recognize really solid clean tech companies and move them through the process. We hope quickly and more effectively through mentoring and support and jumpstarting um, the process in a privatized fashion. Is that similar, this hub idea? Is it similar to what you're already doing at MIT? Uh, MIT has a great example of it that I'm not involved in, so I mustn't take credit for, but the Deschpande Center does the commercialization. And I think the experience from the Deschpande Center is that with appropriate ecosystems, both mentoring and dollars allocated appropriately, that you can get great companies that come out of it. So I think it has been done in real time, and I hope that what we will create is many Deschpande centers throughout the United States. I think that would be a credit to all of us. Wonderful. Elise, it's been a great pleasure talking with you for Fresh Dialogues. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen. For more lively interviews with Jack Welch, 
Guy Kawasaki and many more leaders, go to freshdialogues.com. With special thanks to Tom Kromkowski and Carol Pecora for technical support and Kevin McLeod who wrote and produced our music. 